there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. We're hoping you're ready to hit A on 3, 2, 1, go! Well, you failed. You didn't get the turbo boost, man. Come on, what are you doing? I'm player one, Toby. And I'm player two, Goobs. And we do a retro review show covering all your old favorite video games and not-so-favorite games. And sometimes new ones, too. We go all over the map. And today, uh, we're going to be talking some Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64. And we're going to be talking some of that Diddy Kong racing. Oh, that DKR. Here comes Mr. Tiki Talk. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking cocksucker. So... I said, let's just jump right into this because this is a uh, this is one of my favorite racing games. I, I didn't tell you oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't tell you that. Uh, go going into this. Uh, no, you didn't playthrough. So you're gonna have a little bit of a higher thing than me. I'm uh, yeah. Guessing when we get to the nostalgia. Yeah, when we get to the end, my rating might be a little skewed. But this is one of my favorite games because I played uh, Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, but I never really played Mario Kart on the 64. Oh. It was it was always Diddy Kong Racing, like it was. See, I'm the opposite. I played Mario Kart 64 a lot more than I played Diddy Kong. I had both. See, and I think most kids played Mario Kart for the 64. Like that's where everyone gets their nostalgia from Mario Kart. Mine is, like I said, of course, from Super Nintendo. But I was a big Donkey Kong fan. I love the Donkey They're Kong. They're kind of almost one and the same. Yeah, yeah. They... At the base core of it, like Mario Kart has more levels, I think than uh, Diddy Kong Racing, but it's pretty much the same thing. I like the weapon system, but we'll get into that like shortly. Right. So, anyways, let's jump into it. This game was released November 1997 and was published by Rare. Basically, it was released on the Nintendo 64. One of the better game companies for Nintendo 64. Yeah. Kicking out banger after banger. Yeah. Rare is the ones that put out Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, Perfect Dark. Yeah, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which we'll get to all the, the Easter eggs in this game in just a Donkey minute. Kong 64. Yeah. Uh, they also actually did the uh, Donkey Kong Country games, too. Yes. They're all over the place. Yeah, so uh, they had a good relationship. And Killer Instinct. Yeah, yeah, Killer Instinct. Sorry, this is talking about Rare the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they had a good relationship with Nintendo and, and, and published a bunch of games for them. Uh, this game was also ported to the Nintendo DS, 
And it's got all new cutscenes and all new challenges, and it's kind of a different game from what I understand. I, I haven't played it yet. No, I haven't played that version of it myself either. Here's a quick question about Rare. Is, say they're making that uh, N64 classic that's going to be coming out, right? Yeah, if they make they're one. Saying, yeah. yeah, if they make one. This is, this is all just hypothetical talk right here. Do you think they're going to have Rare games on it? Gosh, it'd be a shame if they didn't because Rare published so many of the good games for the 64 yeah especially for their like first party characters too yeah yeah like if it didn't have donkey kong 64 on it like why even bother having mario 64 i would say yeah that's i i'm right there with you i think both should be on there because they're nintendo mascots you know and they probably can't get the license for goldeneye to have that on there but they could probably easily get perfect dark if rare's a part of it right yeah and and you know that'd be a, a suitable replacement it wouldn't be a great replacement, but, you know, it's the best replacement you can have for Golden. Well, you have some GoldenEye levels in it that you can play on, so you have Facility on there and a couple other places, so... Right. It's as close as you're going to get, because there's no way they're going to get the rights to GoldenEye. Right. So, this game is one player for the main story, but you can do up to four players in the races and the battle. Yeah, the battle arenas. So, this is a racing kart game. That's all you do. You're... Whoa, whoa, it's not just a racing kart game, my friend. Yeah? You can also be a hovercraft or an aeroplane. But let's let's be honest. No one picks the hovercraft. Never pick the hovercraft unless it's a... Why not? Hovercraft is awful unless it's in water. Yeah, well, that's what you need it on. <laughs> the steering on it. I was playing with Ripken for a bit there, and he's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just going all over the place. But then once you get the hang of like when to drift and stuff like that, it's, it works out pretty good. Right. I thought the airplane was going to be trash. Like you play these games as a kid, but you sometimes you forget how hard the controls are when you get into it. So I'm like, okay, well, let's try the airplane. And I'm just like, okay, it's not too bad. Like, it has the up and down. and Yeah, no, the airplane's got a pretty good solid uh, flying system. You know, it, it's it's pretty straightforward for the most part. You know, it's, there's nothing tricky with it. It's just that hoverboat or the hovercraft thing. It's It's loose and feels like you're sliding yeah. all over the place it's crazy and the cart's a cart yeah it has that uh it drifts really well you can get that mario kart drift that's what i call it when you hit the r button mm -hmm. there are shoulder one and then you can get the right into the turn just to get your but if you hold it too long without wiggling back and forth you'll wipe out pretty <laughs> much and you spin out like you hit a banana yep uh you want me to tell you about the story because there's a story i didn't realize this yes as there a, is I, as a child i had no idea it took me it's about our friend the tiger yeah, it, it has to do with the tiger. The story takes place on Timber Tiger's Island. He organizes a race, but is invaded by a pig wizard from space named... Intergalactic Pig Wizard. <laughs> oh, yes. Intergalactic Pig Wizard. What would his name be? Wiz Pig. Man, that's so metal. Yeah. It, I'm, now I'm welcome to the stage, how is there a, Wiz Pig. How is there not a band named Wiz Pig yet? I think that's what we're going to do, and just cover video game songs. <laughs> so, Wizpig comes to the island and attempts to take it over. He also turns the four guardians... Oh, wait, one second. While we were on talk about Wizpig, shout-outs to Richie the Wizpig. <laughs> From the best darn pig? Diddly? Best darn uh, squeedly. <laughs> yeah, the best darn diddly review show. Go check that out if you like The Simpsons. Richie the Wiz Kid. We we know he listens, so I was just fucking razzing. But now he, he is the Wiz Pig all the from time. This moment forward. Yeah, he's Richie the Wiz Pig. <laughs> Feel free to tweet him. <laughs> Richie the Wiz Pig. 
So the whiz pig also turns the four guardians of the island into his henchmen. The best racer on the island named Drumstick the rooster challenges whiz pig to a race for the island, but ends up being turned into a frog. Because the whiz pig is magical. He's a wizard. Timber then asks his friends to help Diddy Kong. And Diddy Kong recruits Conquer the Squirrel and Banjo the Bear. One of Diddy's enemies, Crunk the Kremlin, follows him as well. They are also joined by Tip Tup the Turtle, TT the Stopwatch, Pipsy the Mouse, Bumper the Badger, and Taj the Elephant Genie. And basically the heroes are trying to win races to force the Whiz Pig back to his own world. If only wars were fought this way. <laughs> with, <laughs> with race cars? <laughs> yeah, so like wacky races and shit. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. It's wacky racers. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, this game... You know what? I didn't realize how long it took to beat this game. And even in oh, my, yeah. my recent playthrough, I did not beat it. Because it was a lot more time than I remembered. There's so many little things and time trials and collecting balloons. And like, and then once you beat it you gotta go back and play fucking reverse tracks yeah you you really have to play each track like three or four times to to complete this entire thing so sometimes with different vehicles yeah yeah and it's collecting different items so this game will take you anywhere eight hours to 14 hours to beat and it's possible it could take you 16 to 24 to complete it 100 percent. so you're gonna be putting in some time something uh TT time. Some TT time. Uh, okay, so let's talk more about the gameplay. We've been touching on it here and there. Uh, it, if you've ever played Mario Kart 64, I think you're going to compare it a lot to that right off the bat, right? Yeah, but a little looser. Mario Kart 64 to me is perfect. Like, controls in every way are perfect. This is this is tight. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the controls on this game one bit. It's tight, but it's just not fully there for me right. compared to Mario Kart 64. There's a few different buttons. Um, the the right uh, bumper, like you were talking about a minute ago, it's more of a break, isn't it? Instead of like a, a jumping or a hop, because can't can't. Well, well, yeah, you can't hop on it, but it puts you into the skid or the the drift. Right. So it is kind of like an e brake, some would say. Yeah, I, it isn't. See, like I said, I'm not I'm not really well versed in the Mario sixty four or Mario Kart sixty four. Did did that one have a hop kind of on the right bumper like uh, the Super Nintendo version? I I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't played Mario Kart 64 in a bit myself. Right. But I know it definitely puts you into the skid like every Mario Kart game does. And they normally do jump into the skid while they're going. Right. Uh, there's several different weapons that you can get throughout the, the track. You can You can get boosters. You can get like an oil slick. You can get... Uh, rockets there's yep. a magnet to magnetize closer to your the person in front of you there, there's a couple of different things you can use each one is represented by a colored balloon so if you get a red balloon that's the rocket if you get a blue balloon that's the boost yeah green balloons the uh, oil yeah and the yellow one's the magnet yeah i think so I can't remember off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but... I know there's a rainbow hey, we one. we only research these games. <laughs> there's a, there was a rainbow one, but I can't remember what it did. But uh, Random. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So if you get uh, two red ones... If you get a red one, that's one rocket. If you get two red ones, it's a heat-seeking rocket. Yeah, and, and then, if you get a third one on top of that, you get the ten rockets. And then you can keep... Get, if you go and like you have two left, you hit another red balloon, you stock right back up to ten. 
So yeah, you can you can power up your power ups. It's pretty it's pretty neat. I like that system. I thought that was yeah. It's nice to have a stackable weapon weapon system. It's pretty decent. So like, if you get two boosts, the boost is a little better. If you get three boosts, it's like you strapped a rocket ship to the car and it it throws you forward. Yeah, it definitely takes you on a ride. So there's there's some cool things that aren't kind of. Mario Kartish. I mean, it, there's enough that separates this world from the Mario Kart world. Oh, definitely. There's a world. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. The world, because when you first get into the game, you're not like starting out on a track. You are starting out in this on this little island, right dead in the center. Man, your buddy uh, the elephant comes and sees you. Yeah, and he tells you what's going on. And what's really cool about this game is there's not a bunch of tutorials. There's a You'll see this all over the internet. People are praise this game because there's no tutorial system. It goes straight into it because it shows you the balloon right in front of you, and you have to drive forward to get it. And you drive forward, and it kind of points you in the direction that you're supposed to go to go to the first world. Once you get up over the hill, you see the door that has one balloon on it, so you know you yeah. can enter that. So it kind of teaches you everything you need to know about the balloons right there. So it gets praised, like I said, a lot because of how s- simplified it is. On on the DS version, I heard that it's like a f- six minute intro. <laughs> and the, really? Yeah. And then there's on how to race a car. Yes, yes. It's like a six minute intro and then a tutorial. See, that's where you can see the generation going downhill. <laughs> yeah. How about we touch on the music a little bit? What What do you think of the music in this game? Oh, the music is uh is what you expect. It's colorful, like not colorful. It's uh, joyful music, like. It, it's really upbeat. I found it like I don't know, kind of energizing. It makes you want to race. Yeah, no, no. It's it's very happy music. It, it sounds like it's a good time. Like all, everything about this game is a good time. Like it's got bright colors. It's got you know. All the characters are fucking really cute animals until they start pissing and making poop monster jokes. That's one character in particular. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about that real quick because. There's, there's, Do you want to say anything about the music? Oh, uh, I, I think the music's great. Like, there's a couple of, of the tracks that I really enjoy the music on, but that's probably because it's the nostalgia thing. I, you know, I played it so much that that music... Yeah, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, no, so, like, when I hear the first couple of uh, worlds, like, it's... I really dig it. I do. I don't think it's terrible. That's what sometimes all it takes is just to suck you back in. It's just the music alone on some of these games. It's just like, oh, yeah... And the problem I've been having, you might have been having this too, days after you're playing, you'll still have these fucking songs stuck in your head. <laughs> and people are like, what the hell are you humming? I'm like, oh, it's from Bobble Bobble too." <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same way with me. I, Even though that would never happen. Yeah, no, 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 not, not Bubble Bobble too. no. But no, this, this game has some pretty good music. I was pretty happy with it. The, the characters, though. Let's talk about the characters, because we get two cameo appearances by two characters that hadn't been in any other games yet. Yeah, which is weird that they got debuted in this game. Well, I've got a reason for it in a little while, but we see the the first appearance of Banjo from Banjo Kazooie. That's weird. It doesn't have a Kazooie on him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They could have had him sticking his head out the backpack or whatever. Yeah, they could have. It would have been cool. I, or maybe they're trying to keep that a secret. They gave us enough of a. Heads up by releasing him on the game. Well, this this will run into my uh, fun facts that I have. But the the reason that they ended up putting this game out was because Banjo Kazooie was getting pushed. It was supposed to be out that Christmas. Yeah, and they had to push it, so that's why this game came out. 
So they included him as like the, uh, you know, hey, here's this character. And then we also got Conkers. <laughs> That's a really yin and yang right there, eh? Well, you know, Conkers actually started out as very kid-friendly. They did have a game, I, th- I believe they had a Game Boy released uh, video game. Yes. And he's super nice and super sweet, and then all of a sudden he had a bad fur day, and he's never been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never got to play all the way through Conker's Bad Fur Day. I've never. Oh, really? I've, it's I've only played about a quarter of it, if even that. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like pissing on things, like when you're a cute little squirrel. It's like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it really pushed the genre, though. So. It's it's still surprising to this day that Nintendo let that fly. Yeah, I have a feeling that one won't be on the N64 <laughs> if they re-release that yeah. or if they make the mini. Yeah, that's a good point. Well made. How many characters are there? There's eight, right? And yeah, there's hidden ones as well. Yeah, there's a couple. So you can be TT, you can be the rooster that was talked about in the early on. Now, see, I couldn't remember. There's something about him being a frog. And you have to run it over, and then he's a playable character. But I couldn't, yes. I couldn't remember how to get him to unlock, and I didn't want to look it up. I was trying to figure it out on my own. No, neither could I. I was just like, yeah, no, that's not happening in this playthrough. <laughs> but yeah, I think all the characters play about the same, don't they? There's nothing significant. No, there's nothing different. Like, uh, there's no weight differences and stuff like that. As I noticed, there could be. Yeah, drumstick. Oh, you got Pipsy, the little, like, koala bear looking thing. Yeah. Drop bear, you got to watch out for her. They have gonorrhea. <laughs> Which what uh, koala bears do is a fact. Is it really? I didn't know that. The more you no, know, it's not gonorrhea. It's maybe it is gonorrhea. They have some kind of STD if they pee on you. Ew. Yeah, they're not so cuddly, are they? Uh-uh. No way. I could be totally wrong, but anyways, <laughs> you can play as that stupid annoying clock that we talked about. TT, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, my character, I rocked. I was always tipped up. Oh, really? See, I was about to ask yeah. which character you like to play. I, I always like... I always go for green people. Like, I'd be Yoshi and Mario Kart or Koopa Troopa. Like, oh, okay. Either turtles or green. Yeah. See, I liked... Uh, I always just played with Diddy. I, I was a big fan of the Donkey Kong series, so, of course, I'm going to be Diddy. Nah, that's lame. Oh, man. To each their own. It's 2018. You can, <laughs> you can be with the monkey if you want. I'll, I'll be with my turtle. <laughs> I want to tell you the, the fun facts. Yes, let's hear these facts of fun. So, after the development of Killer Instinct 2, which I think was only available on arca- in the arcade, the Rare team split into two different groups to work on different games. One was going to work on Killer Instinct Gold, and the other to work on a real-time strategy game with a caveman-slash-time-travel theme. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it slowly developed into something different called Wild Cartoon Kingdom, which I I didn't know what that was, and I couldn't find anything else on it. Yeah, it's weird that there's like no like developmental stuff or anything from it. Yeah, because sometimes you'll find like someone will have the level saved somewhere and they'll release them later on, like down the road, and just to so like, oh, this is something we were working on, right? Well. This game ended up getting altered into an unrelated follow-up, which makes no sense to me, but it's it's an unrelated follow-up to the NES game RC Pro-Am. So I think it was just like a a successor to it. Like, it was just kind of a, yeah. a tribute to it, I guess? But they were going to call it Pro-Am 64. Okay, so like a Sight Bike 64. Yeah, yeah. It, it's supposed to be similar enough, I guess. I don't know, but it's it was supposed to be Pro-Am 64. 
And wasn't there something about Walt Disney World game and like there somewhere yeah, too? Yeah, that was that Wild Cartoon Kingdom thing. Oh, okay. See, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find a whole lot on it, but there, yeah, there was something to do with Disney for a, a hot minute. So, like I was telling you a minute ago, Banjo Kazooie wasn't supposed to come out until later that year. It got pushed to summer 1998, and Rare still needed their 1997 Christmas release. They were afraid that Pro Am 64 didn't have enough character to grab the customers. So Nintendo offered them to use some of their characters, being Donkey Kong characters. Okay, being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they I think they were pretty open to just letting them use whatever Donkey Kong characters they wanted. Okay, that would have been cool if we got like Cranky Kong. And yeah, I think so too. All of the gang that would have been so cool. But I guess it's kind of one and the same. You're all a bunch of monkeys driving around, right? Right. right. So they ended up picking uh, Diddy Kong, and they actually picked Diddy Kong because. It was their character. They created Diddy Kong when they created the the or when they when they developed the Donkey Kong Country games for the Super Nintendo. They created Diddy Kong. Yeah. So they were like, okay, this is our character. We we feel more comfortable using him rather than Donkey Kong. And uh, in the original Pro Am sixty four, Timber Tiger was going to be the main character of the game. It wasn't going to oh, be shit. Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> so Timber is actually your. Uh, hero and not diddy if you play it the correct way i guess yeah good old timber tiger <laughs> yeah i can't believe they thought that he was going to take off as a mascot like he's so generic i know yeah like I most mean, of the characters in this game are very generic like you just look at it it's like oh yeah you're a cute thing that's it <laughs> nothing really much to them you know it, it really goes to show that the three characters that shined in this game actually had like the most character to them like conquerors you know wearing a T-shirt. Well, I guess they were all kind of wearing clothes and stuff, huh? I was going to say maybe it had to do something with the... I don't know. But they are pretty generic. You're right. Yeah, Timber doesn't have a shirt. Tip Top doesn't. He's naked. Well, Timber has a hat, I think. Yeah, he has a hat on. Uh, no shirt or pants in the picture I see. Uh, Tip Top has nothing on. Uh, the clock's a clock. <laughs> that clock should have got its own game. Pipsy has like a little sailor suit on. Yeah, uh, drumstick wears overalls. Like, See, yeah, they have they have a, something. Yeah, I was trying to maybe come up with a theory. Oh, Conker has no pants on though, so well, he's got shoes and a zip-up hoodie. It's easier to pee and poop on stuff, you know. So <laughs> there I am, king, king of all the land. Uh, so, so in the early development of the game, bananas that you oh, here's a fun fact. Get bananas. It helps speed you up during the race. You get up to 10. Yeah, kind of like coins in a... I'm referring everything back to Mario Kart no. in this game. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people understand, you know, the comparison anyways. Yeah, so when you get a banana, it speeds you up a little bit. And you max, you can max out at 10. That's, that's how yeah. you get to your ultimate speed. But you can keep getting bananas. Because you will lose them when you get hit by rockets and crap. Yeah, you will get fucked up in all sorts of ways in this game, yeah. or by yourself, just by driving the hovercraft. <laughs> so, uh, the bananas were actually rare coins with the rare logo on them in early development. Which is funny, because if you walk, if you look around the maps and stuff when you're driving around, Rare put their symbol everywhere. Yes, they sure did. They wanted you to know, you're playing a Rare game. It's a Rare find. Yeah. Yeah. But not to find their logo in this game. 
so Crunch the Crocodile, uh, the character's original name was Crash, spelt with a K, and, you know, obviously was probably changed because of Crash Bandicoot. Oh, definitely. And and then just like uh, throughout the game, uh, in the development, like they had released VHSs and stuff showing off some of the levels and stuff. Apparently they changed some of the maps names like when you go into the races like star city was originally called twilight city and uh lots of sparkly vampires there <laughs> that's right i mentioned that for you i know that's your favorite movie. oh yeah yeah i've never watched that team jacob <laughs> i wish i could remember team diddy the... yeah team diddy. edward it, it would I... be edward i've never watched the movies either i swear i <laughs> I was trying so hard to, to complete your joke and say Team Edward, but I missed it. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the damn guy's name I'll names. set myself up and take the punchline. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, there there's actually a couple of... Uh, if you look into the, the files of the cartridge, you'll find that there was some unused maps and just a bunch of unused textures and and stuff like that so they they had plans for more in the game so i don't know there might be a rom out there you can download that has like someone extracted all that stuff yeah there there is uh but all the levels are incomplete so basically you just drive around in circles and the rest of the racers don't know which way to drive so they just kind of (laughs) drive off the map it's it's funny be cool to kind of see them yeah like if you're a huge fan of this game like you are like if there was, like, unplayed Mega Man levels that we somehow came across, even if they were uncompleted or not, we'd still play oh, them. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, we would. But, yeah, that's all I got for fun facts. Um, is there anything else we should touch on? Because I can't. Ah, it's pretty much just a straightforward racing game. It's it's a lot of fun. Like, I'm not trying to bag on this game at all, even though it sounds like I am during this episode. <laughs> but it uh, it's not Mario Kart, I'll say that again. But it pretty much you it race. You got a good story. You got places to go around, and it is what it is. It's a lot of fun, and you can normally find this game on the cheap. I picked it up last summer for fifteen dollars. Yeah, it is. It is a, a fairly cheap cartridge. Uh, I do like the multiplayer battle modes. Uh, I didn't get to play. See, I didn't have a chance to relive it like that. We were just doing the races and story mode, pretty much. You have to unlock them. Uh, I believe you have to find the keys in each level. Or in, in one Oh, level. that's right, yeah. There's there's something there's a lot of unlockables. There's a lot of stuff you have to collect in this game. Yeah, it's yeah. Unlocked. This game is definitely if you're a completionist, I try to be with most of the games that we play here, but this one just has a lot to offer. Just like, yeah. Nope, that ain't gonna happen. I, I wish you would have got a chance to play those with Ripkin, because those are super fun. I have a good time playing those anytime I get even with the computers. Like I'll 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 just play me versus the three computers and that's it's a good time. I'll have to go through and experience that with uh, both of my wives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think it's time for the rage meter. Oh, come on! Ah! Okay, so what do you give it on a scale of 1 to 10 for the rage meter? How pissed off does this game make you? Well, it gets a little bit... Uh difficult or any racing game when you get fucked up and you're in first and you get smashed by 13 weapons in a row <laughs> homie raucous is coming at your butthole just like oh my god what am i i'm not in a porn right now stop trying to penetrate me 
and you get like shot up in the air then someone lands and they shoot their oil on the floor you hit that you spin out and they're made it sucking you to fly ahead of you yeah no no it's not frustrating at all toby uh i'll give it a 6.5 just for the the weapon fuck around that i had to deal with uh, at certain times or my own stupidity you just like, oh, this was like a shortcut. Yeah, no, that's not a fucking shortcut, you <laughs> dummy. Like, you're stuck in a hole now. Ooh. You, uh, are you sure you just want to give it a six? 7.5. There you go. <laughs> you sounded pretty upset about it, so I wasn't sure if that six was too low. Oh, was that was that too much? Do I, do I sound angry or irritated <laughs> at the moment? No, not at all. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, okay, so... I'm going to say the first part of the game, when you're not collecting shit, when you're just doing the races, you got a steady three, yeah, that's fine. three or four. But as soon as you start having to collect the coins, and you have to collect the coins and win first. So it's a major bitch and a half. And I'm going to give it a seven on frustration when it gets to that point. And some of the races, the fucking octopus. I did that oh. race about 37 times. Yeah, his eight arms of fucking oh, shit. God, he was so stupid hard. Like, it didn't... My... They have eight arms, not six, right? <laughs> <laughs> my eight-year-old walked in the room and was like, what are you doing? And he sat in here and watched me for, like, 15, 20 races and just kept cheering me on. You can do it. You can do it. And finally, I, I did it. And we both cheered. And I realized we are kind of silly right now, <laughs> cheering over this old game. Oh, good old bubbler got to you, eh? Oh, man, he got me good. He got me real good. Uh, that was the last one I did get to complete. That s- stupid fourth... I love the name of the walrus. Uh, He's purple and his name is Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I guess we should say that real quick. Each uh, level has each world. There's four... Sorry, I cut off your rage meter. We'll finish that oh, and we'll yeah, jump yeah. back uh, on. What'd I say? Uh, I'd say about a, a... I'd say a seven. I would say a seven. Solid seven. Yeah, we'll say a solid seven. I started at 6.5, and you convinced me to go higher. <laughs> well, you sounded really pissed. I was just pissed at the coins and the octopus. That stupid octopus. I was pissed at a lot more than that. Yeah. So, Eight. So we forgot to say, <laughs> at the at the end of each world, like when you finish all the races in, in the world, you get to do the boss battle, which is one of the... If you have enough balloons. Yeah, you have to have enough balloons to get to the boss, and then you uh, race the boss of that world, and there's the walrus, there's the rhino... Uh, the octopus. The triceratops. Oh yeah, that's what he is. Triceratops. And there's one more. What is he? It's a dragon. Dragon. The stupid Smokey the dragon. Oh my man. god, I forgot. That's the other one that ticked me off too. And then you get he's fucking high in the sky, man. <laughs> Smokey the dragon. And then of course you get Whizpig, which we never got to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall though, what what kind of rating do you give this game? Uh, I'll give it a a six. Ooh. That's low. See, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna Knowing where I would rate Mario Kart, like I'm throwing this all. They're, they're kind of. I don't know, man. To me, it's like I'm, I'd rather be playing Mario Kart. Yeah, than playing a racing game. I understand. You got more nostalgia for for Mario Kart. I'm gonna give this an eight because I don't really care much for racing games. Like it really has to be special, a special racing game. And it could be that I played this a, a ton because I didn't have Mario Kart. And I had Diddy Kong. So I'm giving it an 8. I love Someone this game. Someone didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I, it was fun playing through it again. It is a good game at the end of the day. But 
I'm putting it like other things I've rated games and stuff in the past. Like I'm starting to try to pay attention to that stuff now. Like where would I put that compared to the other stuff I've rated? Right. Hopefully we'll get to play Mario Kart one day and I'll get to Mario Kart 64 and I'll get to experience that. And maybe I'll, I'll be able to really compare the shit all over it. Well, you you never know this better. (laughs) Play Play Mario Kart 64. I make, you know, give Diddy Kong a lower rating, you know, because I, oh, I don't shit. I don't really have much to compare on because I never played it. You ever played it at all? No, I mean, I played it once or twice, like but it, it didn't have my Diddy Kong house? button, so I was pissed off immediately, you know, and I was like, <laughs> Diddy Kong's better. <laughs> DKR did it first. <laughs> Finish him. Will you, uh, give us some of your Twitter and other info for stuff and stuff? Yes, I will become the pitch man right now. The pitch man is me. Hey, you guys know I'm Goobs, and you can also find me at the Derailers, at the Derailers on Twitter, with my wonderful wife, Jenny Bean, and my best friend, Ripkin, and we sit down, and we shoot the shit. We don't really talk about anything, but we talk about everything at all. And this train just runs off the track all night long, any day of the week, whenever you want to listen to us. We'll be there waiting for you. We'll make you a little cozy spot on the train. You can lie down, put your feet up, and, you know... Have a little expensive alcohol beverage. You can do that. <laughs> and you can also follow um, something else I do on Twitter, at WrestleNerds. Go there, click on that, find them on YouTube, Derailed Wrestling. Me and Ritkin sit down, make an expansive roster, CAWs on WWE 2K18. And we have the storylines all made up. We do the commentary. We do the action. We just do a lot of fun and... You come watch some great wrestling, folks. It's better than the action. You can come get some expensive little alcohols there, too. Why not? <laughs> what about you, Player One, Toby? Well, I am part of the Secret Transmission podcast. We do... We cover... We cover... Do you know what your show covers? <laughs> I don't know. I, I forgot. Government erased his mind. <laughs> That's right, because we cover... The supernatural. We cover serial killers. We cover conspiracies. We cover the paranormal, cryptids, all kinds of spooky stuff. We do it with a satire sense of humor. I won't say that we're funny, but we think we are. I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> My but... mom says you're funny. <laughs> Tell her thank you again. <laughs> uh, we, you can find us on all the major podcasting platforms, just like this show. And you can find that show at Secret Transpod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find Secret Levels on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Levels Pod. Make sure you're following us. We'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, do that. Follow us and send us hugs. Yeah. We like hugs. <laughs> now remember, everyone, make sure you turn off your console so it doesn't overheat. Game over, folks! This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. An old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. 
a rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. Blurry Photos.